welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football, everyone's favourite English language podcast about the K-League. In case you don't know who we are, we are 48 Shades of Football. Um, It's been a little bit of a long time since we last did a podcast. Uh, I'm joined by, I I used to say as always by Paul, but I guess I'm joined by Paul. Although apparently I did do the last episode. Apparently you did, so I'm even longer than you, which is the first time anyone has said that. Um, but obviously the intro music was about being back. Um, it's, oh, it's, it's been a long time. I mean, four or five weeks. Yep, but you are the real Slim Shady. I am indeed. And I guess that's the joys of having a real job and trying to do a podcast. Um, so anyway, so what, what's been happening, Paul, since we've been away? I mean, we have an action-packed show of all of 35 minutes for today. Um, I guess... What, what's been happening? Soul have been absolutely... Soul? Soul have been absolutely soulless. Well, absolutely soul, yeah. It's been, I mean, I think probably you've been the most buoyant on the podcast and the most eager to record them, may I add, uh, since we started. Uh, probably since we banned alcohol. <laughs> but before that, you were pretty eager to do them. Uh, but last season, obviously, was a bit of a, a disaster for FC Soul. So I, I guess we'll get to how this season has... Turned around twice, I guess, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, last time I spoke to you, so we're riding the crest of a wave. I think last time we spoke, it was, oh, if they win this, they'll be joint top. Yep. And then since then, they've won pretty much nothing, and they're about, what, 15 points off the pace? Something and like even more concerningly, they only four, a, four above Gangwon? Four or five above Gangwon? It's quite surprising that the other teams haven't caught up, though. I mean, um, I, I think that's the thing. I mean, I think I think I asked you, you know, some point in time, maybe midway through the season, did you really think that FC Seoul were the third best team in the league? And I, I think, you know, they, they were sitting third. You know, they, well, there was a point or two there between them and Osan. And then I think everyone else has been really, really poor this season. I mean, Blue Wings are still sitting in the bottom six, Pohang in the bottom six, Jeju bottom of the table. So I think. Everyone has been kind of drawing or beating each other, then losing the next game or drawing the next game. So no one has really capitalised on the fact that Seoul haven't won in the last four. I think they've got seven points in the last 30, something like that. Some crazy, right? Just slightly more than Seoul FC. But if you look at, they've lost, Seoul have lost seven games this season. Three, yep. three against Chumbuk, two against Ulsan, that thrashing by Cheju. Which is, I mean, was a bit unusual. To be honest, it was against the run of play. Not the game wasn't, but it was against form at that point in time, right? Uh, and then the other game was. Yeah, but it was Song Nam, <clears throat> which was a, which I guess we'll talk about a little bit because it is worth the, discussing our varying opinions of that match. I guess. I think Sol didn't turn up. And uh, there's nothing else to say. I think Song Nam bossed them in the midfield, and I think that's all there is to say. To be perfectly honest, uh, yeah. I think I think it was evident by Ko Johan's petulant yellow card towards the end when he just had enough he, he was the only player playing so were utterly diabolical uh, so you, you disagree with me then? Uh, because if you, they were utterly diabolical because we didn't let them play through the middle uh, Osmar was nullified I know he's not a midfielder but you know how he, he kind of makes those runs and the only player that so had played that day was Ko Johan um, that Pat Dongjin's is it Pat Dongjin? The guy with the tattoos, right? The striker. Who, yeah, yeah, the defender striker. Yeah, his, his, uh, his, his myth bubble was burst 
that night because he was pretty dire that night. Um, I think the whole team was dire that night. But I mean, it's it's an interesting, as you said, it is interesting that our teams haven't caught up. Uh, game one are sitting five points behind. Um, there's still a, a tasty few games to go. Uh, do you think so? Will will cement third place, or do you think we could see the ACL slipping slipping away from the capital again? Um, they've still got to play Pohang away, Incheon at home, Suwon away, uh, and Kyungnam at home. Oh, before the split? Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. And must be one more game that I'm not thinking of. Okay. It's looking very unlikely, well, not very unlikely, but probably unlikely that we're going to see four super matches this year. I don't know, Suwon are there or thereabouts, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they're only a point behind Sangju in 7th, but... Oh, I mean, Sangju's the other game we've got. Yeah. Sangju at home, I think. But when you look at Suwon, I don't think they've got the consistency to actually overcome that point, so, to so be honest. They've still got five games left before the split? Before the split, five games, yeah. So you've got Incheon, Kyungnam, Sangju at home. Mm-hmm. They should all be winnable. Mm, Sangju, debatable. Paul Hang away, which is could be anything. Cause it, could, it could be anything. Uh, and Sue on away, which... Should be a home win. Uh, and a way win, sorry. <laughs> I don't know about that, but... They, they've had a... We have as much control over Sue on as Chumbuk have over us these days. Yeah, so. yeah I would agree with that, probably. I would agree with that. I, actually, I, did, I didn't watch the Chumbuk game, because I was, I, was, uh, I was on dinner duty in the first half, uh, and uh, Celtic Rangers duty in the second half, just you know, for anyone who's wondering why I didn't cover it. Um, but, um, so, I didn't see it. I watched the highlights, Um not really sure what I think. I don't know what goal Lopez scored, but I'm not really sure what how I view Seoul's midfield stroke defence at that at that goal. That was in, that was embarrassing. Well, it was basically the Seoul that played against Songnam playing against a far better team. It, it was a beautiful through ball, and Min Sungmin uh, did kind of make it a fool of the goalkeeper. But ah, oh, wow, man, that through ball. I mean, they, they just cut through Seoul. It was pretty pretty bad for a team that. Up until we hadn't recorded in a while, let's call it, uh, had pretty, pretty kind of tight defence. I mean, so we weren't losing many games, and that, that was a big thing we were talking about. They weren't particularly better under Che, but they were winning or drawing, sorry, yeah, winning or drawing games that they would normally have lost last year. But defensively, they've, they've, they've kind of shipped quite a few, right, in the last couple of weeks. Like, Tudor John Book, I mean, that game three to Jeju, four to Osan, three to John Book. Mm. I'm surprised you came back on this podcast, actually. Um, so let's move on I from Seoul. <laughs> let's move on from Seoul and get on to uh, Seoul. The, the game against John Book could have been six or seven. Uh, John Book had that many decent chances. That they, if they had the Wookiee playing, <laughs> yeah, or the or Edong Book playing, yeah, well, missed chance. You obviously chance. mean it could have been six or seven one. Right, because uh, the legend that so was the penalty, about right? The, talking about the, di- the <laughs> you're talking about the disallowed goal for offside. Yeah, I'm talking the penalty, penalty, which was utterly embarrassing. So the keeper touches it on at the post. You probably didn't know that. It looked like it hit the post direct. It didn't. Whoever the keeper was, I don't can't remember. Actually, he t- he, he touches he touches it on at the post. The ball rebounds directly back to whoever took the penalty. Number eight, who just started playing a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and he kicks it into the ground in true K League striker style, <laughs> and the ball just bobbles into the goalkeeper's hands. It looks like an amazing. It looks like it hits the post and a great save until you actually see the view behind the goal. 
you know, like with that kind of slowed down angle, and it's like the keeper touches it on at the post, and then the boy has a penalty bounces it into the ground and it just bobbles into the well, hands. The follow-up shot was straight in the middle of the goal anyway. He should have put it earlier into the yeah. the corner that, that he just hit the post or the other corner, but, but he's straight into the middle. He's scoffed it. If you look at the replay, it hits the ground. He hits it into the ground. I haven't been able to get the courage up to look at any replays yeah. recently. Um, speaking of not looking at any replays, uh, yeah, I don't think I'll watch the Pohang away game that we had on Friday night either. Um, but on our planning notes, it says away day. Uh, that, that's not the Pohang one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Anything else about FC Seoul before I go on a Songnam soiree? Uh, the last two games I've seen Songnam away, which I cycled to, was a 100km cycling round trip. And I did a 130km cycling before the Chumbuk game. It's, uh, I think the players, I wish the players had put in half as much effort as I did. <laughs> I wondered where you were going with that. I was like, uh, you were talking about being sweaty. Like, oh, that's why you wouldn't meet me after the Songnam game for a beer then, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you said in advance that you weren't available. I'm joking, I wasn't available. My mate was in town, I had to get back into, into Seoul, yeah. Um, uh, there was something else I wanted to say. Um, what was it? Chumbuk game, terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, oh yeah, about the penalty. So Pesic wanted to take it. Mm-hmm. And he scored it. And Koyan told him not to. That was stupid. So it was a bit, it was a bit like Man United the other week with Pogba and Rashford fighting over. Okay. Well, not didn't fight, but um, Passage said, I'm going to take it. And then Crane said, No, you're not. And then like, gave him a little whisper and gave the ball to this new kid. That, that, that's, I mean, that happened with FC So uh, with Osmar and Park Too Young and Dehan were in the same team. I believe there was a, a free kick that Osmar picked up to take and Park Too Young overruled him. Uh, I guess whoever was the captain that day, probably called Johan, I guess, I'm not sure, kind of had a little word and Osmar was pushed away. And I, and I remember watching it on TV and Park Too Young drove the free kick Spend into the wall. wall. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember watching it on TV and being like, wow, you know, Osma would probably have driven it into the wall, but straight straight through, uh, we probably have had enough power. In the meantime, Kim Young Jin, who was sort of half rumoured to be signing for Seoul, back back for Seoul, mm-hmm. today, signed, today or yesterday signed for Slaven Belupo. Okay, yeah, I've yeah, seen that, yeah. Which presumably is a club in Slavan or Belupu, I guess. I'm going to say it's somewhere like um, Moldova. No, it'll be Slovakia or Slovenia or somewhere like that. Okay. In fact, I'll check. You check where I thought it was Songnam, right? So where will we start with Songnam? Well, let's start with them beating FC Seoul um, in a game which my friend described as having a far better atmosphere after five minutes than the baseball two days prior had for the whole four hours. Um, it was a pretty good game actually it was a pretty decent crowd um, it's actually uh, for one of the few times at Tanshan Croatia thank you we'll probably just jump in when I'm talking one of the recent <laughs> that's just why we don't do them on Skype one of the recent times uh, in kind of recent Tanshan memory it had a pretty decent atmosphere um, uh, yeah I thought Songnam are good for the win I thought we played well in midfield I thought we gave away too many chances in the first half with some sloppy defending. I thought Persis was pretty dire, but it might not have been him, it might have been Alibov. Um, either way. That was Persis' first game back after yeah. six or so weeks off. So. He missed a couple of, op- not open goals, but a couple of chances that they could have, he should have taken. But I thought second half, Songnam pretty much controlled the whole thing. But yeah. You watched Songnam week in, week out, right? Mm-hmm. Did they play, did they up their game for that, or, or was it just the soul of that poor? 
Um, this is the problem with Songnam. So I had a conversation on Twitter with uh, James Edrup after Gyeongnam beat us 1-0 the week before that, actually, I think. And he was saying, you know, I don't understand how Songnam are not down the bottom of the table. We are the dire. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, we are inconsistent. And if either doesn't play, we don't play. Without either, we just don't create anything and we don't do anything. Either didn't play against Seoul, either. But I think... Uh, I think in that game, I think Nam got his tactics spot on. I think he's been getting his tactics right 50% of the time. Against John Book, he played them perfectly uh, away to John Book. Absolutely perfectly. I mean, you could say it was a soft penalty. M. Chai Min scored a penalty, we went 1 0 up. Uh, the referee could probably have played 5,000 minutes uh, until John Book scored, which I think is what he was intending. It may very well say it's. 89 minutes on the clock, but that's utter tosh. It was like 94 on the, on the scoreboard, so I don't know where to get 89 from. Um, it was 94 on the scoreboard, clearly. Or maybe I had 94 bottles of Macaulay, <laughs> and maybe that's why. But um, I think he got his tactics right against Seoul. He got his tactics perfect against Seoul. He got his tactics right against John Book, hence the one he's draw. He got his tactics disastrously wrong against Pohang. Um, so I don't know why... I don't know if he thinks he's smarter than other managers. Uh, I don't know if he feels he needs to rotate or he needs to... Um, I don't know. But he gets them right, I don't want to say 50% of the time, because we're obviously sitting far higher up the league than we should be, than we thought we would be anyway. But he definitely gets his tactics wrong frequently as well. Um, and that's what happened at Pohang on Friday. We, were, we didn't create anything. We, we, we gave nothing in that game. I mean, Pohang did score after two minutes. I guess when someone scores against you after two minutes, it's a bit tough to come back. But um, yeah, we were. Still like eighty-eight minutes to come back, though. Yeah, but we never looked at coming back until the 89th and then suddenly it was like, oh, what? There's only a minute left, and they started like throwing balls in the box and stuff. I've seen that before. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know what happens. Like, it's like the players will only follow to the T his instructions. So, you know, like, the game starts and they play the whole 45, the first 45 minutes the exact same way, regardless of what's happening in the game. Yeah. Second half starts and they play the 45 minutes the exact same way, regardless of what's happening in the game. I, 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 I don't know. It's really weird. Like, in the game that we beat um, Suwon, Blue Wings, uh, 2-1, like, they were down to 10 men at half time. We came out second half and sat back. And it was only when I went one each, she pulled someone off, brought someone on, and then we started attacking. So it's like the team doesn't, the, the team themselves don't think, don't change their own tactics. They just stick directly to what Nam has told them, um, which, as I said, either works like I did against Seoul or falls in the like I did against Pohang. But that being said, we are currently sitting 12 points clear of Gyeongnam and are almost certainly safe. <laughs> With 30 points to play for. Yeah. So, almost certainly safe. So that means we can still mathematically win the league? I don't know if you still can. Well, yeah, you can mathematically, yeah, but... I think this time last year it was already mathematically over. I think all that time last year you were almost mathematically relegated. But anyway, um, so obviously uh, the league is got a familiar look to it with John Book sitting top after Ulsan somehow threw away a 2-0 lead away to Inchon and then a 3-2 lead in the 93rd minute how do you score in time added on and then concede straight away don't know, don't know. the goals that was world class though in, in that game 
from, from where I can gather. So it's John Book on 60, Osan on 59, So on 47, Gangwon 42, Daegu 41, Sangju 39. Makes up the top six. Also, before you extol the virtues of Nam too much, it's very easy to get your tactics against Seoul right. All you have to do is man mark, and then they have no space to play their short sideways passes. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with you. On very one dimensional. Yes, I would agree that. Um, the way that Nam plays as well, he does have a very organised uh, midfield. Um, what was quite strange in that game was he took off the boy from Jongbu, Park Won Jae, guy who scored the winning goal against Blue Wings. Yeah. And he's a left back, and he brought on Cho Yun I think it was, who's like more of a left winger. And I think that when we were running that up, there was a point where so were collapsing, they were falling apart. And it looked like it was. It looked like they were there for the taking. And I think Nam got a little bit excited, uh, taking off a defender and bringing on a winger. Um, and I think after about ten minutes, he seemed to be out screaming, and Chojunu was pulled back and acting kind of more of a sort of wing back. Well, I think he, I think he thought they were there for the taking. That's going to destroy them. And then he was like, Oh, wait a minute, this is just stupid. Let's just get the one 0 victory. And then he pulled him back and defended it. Um, but always risky to, to try and defend a 1-0 as yeah. Sol found out against Cheju the other week Yeah. when Aguilar, Aguilar stepped up with a 90-something minute free kick to equalise yeah I mean this is what I was saying against when they played Blue Wings and he was 1-0 up at half time we were 1-0 up at half time and he, he decided to defend against 10 men for 45 minutes A you don't defend against 10 men they already have the whole world's against them when they've had someone sent off particularly for that type of sending off um, that's enough to make them uh, play with more fire than, than they did before. Uh, so yeah, that was a stupid tactic. In the end, he we won two one. But yeah, it's dodgy to defend a one 0 lead, particularly in, it seems I guess in all leagues. But in K League, it seems very especially dodgy to defend a one 0 lead. Like we quite often see them see teams failing to kill people off and getting pegged back. Um, so I guess the, the question now is that we like what, five games before the split, right? Yeah. Ten games to go. Are we going to see green and white ribbons on the trophy? You've now, I mean, you've seen both teams up close a couple of times this season. Um, my my take on it, from what I had seen up close, um, again, I against Songnam and the John Book game against FC Seoul, which I think was a little bit that four two or, or whatever it was. But seeing Ulsan and John Book against Songnam a couple of times, I thought Ulsan were by far the better team. Um, but well, it all went wrong for them the other week when they went to John Book and got humped. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think Murray Murray's is the, the greatest tactical genius ever, but he somehow got that match right. Which yeah. In that six points, we got the three points. So. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see Ulsan win it. I'd love to see someone different win the trophy, obviously. Uh, I'd like John Book not to win three in a row, so that Songnam keeps the record. It's been the only team to win three consecutive titles. But I said this a few months ago, I don't think Ulsan had the ball for it. Not a few weeks ago, I said this. I think it was actually after the, the John Book away day, I said, I, I tweeted that, um, I tweeted a few things, obviously, but I think I tweeted that Ulsan didn't have the ball to to uh, win the title, and I guess they proved me right by drawing for the East Bench on Sunday. Um, speaking of away days, you've been to a few in, in, in Korea. Yeah. They're 
rip-roaring, fun-loving, atmosphere-soaking madfest, right? Some, some are better than others. <laughs> so me and me and the chief took the bus down. Uh, we were probably trashed by the time we got to the stadium. Uh, a couple of years ago, I went to Pohang away, and the driver almost missed kickoff because he drove so slow, and like it was, maybe left too late. So this time we left at like two, two thirty, and we got there at five thirty for a seven pm kickoff. So all that was left, the only choice was to go and hit one of those tents outside the stadium and drink some makali. Yeah, it was just good fun actually. It was we got pretty pretty leathered. Uh, Tom was there as well which was good Tom and his wife came down uh, so the game itself was fun uh, after the game we went into the Hanuk village and um, stayed overnight uh, and I think we managed to consume one more bottle of Makali before the two of us couldn't drink anymore so I was probably back home by midnight but uh, it, it was a good trip it was, it was good fun but it's definitely it definitely lacks that uh, you know Aberdeen away feel you know, it lacks that you know on the bus with a bunch of mad, crazy, buck-fast drinking Celtic fans all waving flags and singing for like you know, like a six-hour round trip. See, it kind of lacks that in Korea. I, I've never been on an away trip like that in the UK. I've always just driven. Yeah. So I don't know what that's like. But um, in, in terms of FC's whole away days, I've been on the bus a bunch of times. And the buses used to be organised by the Sojin, yeah. which meant that they'd have like one bus of people who wanted to sing and one bus of people who just sit there quietly doing yep. whatever. Okay. So the, the singing buses were a lot of fun. And nowadays the buses are organised by the club yeah. and they just seem to put people together randomly so there's no atmosphere at all. So I guess if, if no there, drinking. There's no drinking? Oh, we were drinking the whole way down. We used to be able to drink, but now it's done by the bus. They don't want any kind of liability. Now it's done by the club. They don't want any kind of liability, so they've banned drinking. Ah, so the, the buses are arranged by the club because they're arranged through the... The song on website, so I'm, I'm guessing it's by the club. But we can definitely drink on them, uh, and there's quite a lot of alcohol is consumed. But it doesn't lead to any singing or, or dancing or partying. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been a few. I've been to John Joe twice, Pohang twice. Uh, I've been a few other ones, um, and they've all been kind of along the same the same line. I mean, I, I guess you were on the bus when Seoul won the title at, at John Book in the last day of the season. Part two, Young scored, right? I think I drove down that day. Did you drive down? I remember you tweeting about 15 buses or something. So I would imagine those buses were full of song and cheer on the way back. On the way back, yeah, probably. I mean, I was on the bus coming back from Pohang after we fell into the playoffs, so obviously there was no singing, they were just crying. One of the the best bus trips back was after we went to Hwasong in the FA Cup. Okay. And people, I think they go to penalties. But anyway, maybe the extra 30 minutes of drinking at the ground... Uh, enable people to get a little bit merrier. Yeah. So the atmosphere on that was, on the way back from that was pretty good. Uh, I mean, the, we just went down, the, we didn't come back, but 90% of the bus was asleep. It was like, me and Joe, like, like basically drinking our, our, ourselves sully the whole way down. I mean, it was like, there wasn't a whole lot of talking or screaming or singing and dancing. I have a question for you. Presumably, some of them arrange a bus to each, each, each away trip. Yeah, do you? Do you think the, the club should arrange an away day for Cheju or not? I assume they don't. Seoul don't. Uh, I'm assuming we don't. I don't think we do. I think they should charter a plane for, for people to go on? Well, I, I do. Because again, the, the Cheju, Seoul Cheju the other week was 7 o'clock on a Sunday night, which means if you want to go and watch that, you have, you have to fly back 
like really early Monday morning yeah. or take a day off work. But if there was a flight chart, you could fly back and meet it afterwards, right? Uh, well, I don't know what the, the noise laws are for flying into Kimpo. Like if there's a restriction on how late you can come in. But anyway, yeah, you can't you can't make you can't watch the game from seven to nine and then make it back to the airport to get the last yeah. flight into Kimpo. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think that would be great. I mean, teams. Uh, I mean, I know that Celtic used to charter one or two flights, and then they had preferred travel agencies that within the stadium who would kind of charter planes. Uh, now I think it's Inverness. Yeah, I think now most Celtic fans just book Ryanair to get to Europe and stuff. But I think that they're definitely there's a company called Keen Travel, which was had one of the directors. It was his travel company, so it was kind of like chartered by the club, technically. Um, uh, but the, yeah, I mean, it's a free bus to Jeju. Uh, to not, not to Jeju, hell, that would be an amazing bus. <laughs> I'd be a great bus trip. Um, it's a free bus to uh, John Book, so the buses are still free through the club. Uh, you have to buy your own ticket. But I, I mean, it, it's a great idea. It's just, it's one of those things about Korean football support and culture that is just missing. It's just, you know, like, you, you would imagine, you know, being on the bus with the YF boys who sing for 90 minutes at the game, who sang at John Book for 90 minutes, not a single one of them sang a song. Like, not a single song was sung, despite the fact that as soon as they landed, that they were in the stadium straight away, singing, putting their banners up. But on the bus, it was almost like Korean culture dictates that we should not sing on this bus. Maybe they're afraid that by singing, they draw attention to, to themselves. Therefore, causing a, a a bus search and therefore banning alcohol. I don't know. Do they have the same reputation among Songnam fans that Thanatos do among Seoul fans? Eh, no. So they're quite they're quite hated then. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they're pretty much respected as being the kind of singing wing of the of of the club, and I don't think anyone. They're not seen as like oiks. No, I don't think so. I think I think they're seen as being uh, a a good. Addition or a good or a good feature in the club. I, I, I don't think anyone views them as being particularly uh, obnoxious or I annoying. Do. I do. You are Songnam fans, not general people. Okay. Uh, just quickly, just, just briefly, the chief is not here, but we did record uh, a, a kind of part, an intro or a or a section about Suwon FC, uh, either on the way to the game, at the game, or. In the Hanuk or in the way back, I have no idea when we recorded several sections. If any of them are um, broadcastable, it'll be coming up soon. If not, let me just say, soon I'll see you basically collapse. One win in 13, I think it is now. I can't wait for that. That podcast was going to sound like Drunk Taggart talking to Drunk Taggart. <laughs> I'll see how much of it is actually possible to put on. Uh, and if we can broadcast it, it will be appearing right next to this section here. So Joe, it's the day after, it's a rustling behind us, uh, we're on the normal bus on the way back home, we explored Jonju, Makalee, Town, Alley, maybe, Maybe. we're not quite sure what we did last night to be honest, uh, how was the trip, how was the game, how was the trip, as a non-Songnam fan, take me through it. It's a good day out, uh, nice comfort bus down, a few beers from my on the bus, and got there about an hour and a half before kickoff, more Mackley, more beers. So due to that the game is a bit of a blur to be honest. Um I seem to I seem to have tweeted last night that the first half seemed to go on forever. Uh, I've got to be honest, I thought some of them got a very soft penalty and I think that might be why 
the game went on for about an hour and 20 minutes until, well, 120 minutes until uh, Jungle got an equaliser, I think, and then we realised he'd made a blooper and uh, was determined to make up for it. It, it. it did seem to go on a long, long time, but yeah. So, I mean, in, in terms of the actual game itself, uh, that you, you commented there about potentially a soft penalty, uh, I'm not quite sure I remember it, but I remember at the time potentially thinking it was a soft penalty. Uh, the referee had on like what, 10 minutes at the end uh, the goal seems to be given as 89 minutes which seems quite yeah, ridiculous to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was maybe like the reverse of those numbers um, in terms of John G World Cup Stadium first time there mm-hmm. um, what would you what would you recommend in terms of like what would you say was was like a good thing or a bad thing about, about John G World Cup Stadium I think it was in. I mean, it was, it was a nice stadium, good stadium, good view, um, plenty of stalls on the outside. Uh, yeah, never really grabbed my attention to be particularly good or bad, to be honest. Though, but that may have been the, the alcohol. Uh, all I will say is make sure you pay for all your mackerel at the tents out front. <laughs> yeah, we did indeed. Uh, we do indeed actually owe um, a bottle of mackerel to someone. And an apology uh, for uh, my language. And an apology as well for your outrage as well. Um, so thinking about the actual. I mean, the trip itself. Uh, we discussed yesterday on the way down how it's it's no it's no trip to Petrodja. Let's say yeah. I mean it's like it's a, it's a far cry from what we might or may not be used to uh, in Scotland. Do you think? I mean, the free bus is that something that you think should make the buses full? I mean, the bus yesterday was like. I guess 90% full. Like, were you disappointed that it wasn't actually full, or is that something you think could be marketed better? It probably could be marketed better. Um, although, again, putting on a free bus, so I'm not sure what more uh, they can do. It's just not really a huge culture of travelling fans, away fans. Um, you know, as most of your listeners know, I'm a Sioux NFC fan, and when you look at our away attendances, there's, there's, there's Six, seven, eight people sometimes. Um, yeah. So I think it's just the culture. It's not a, a culture for travelling. Uh, even the home games, it's, it's a family culture. There's not a really hardcore element who are going to travel all the country following their team. But fair play to the ones that do. Okay. Um, if, let's imagine, uh, Sue One were to win the playoff, get to the playoffs, win the playoffs, and get to the K League One, what is this? What is the ground? What is the trip you would want to make most? Would it be Tombuk? Or would it be Pohang? Would it be Osan? What would? What is the trip you want to make most? That's a tricky one. Um, I, I'd actually look forward to that Derby. Um, there's actually rumours that they'll be sharing Big Bird in future seasons. I don't know if it's been confirmed. I know that there's, there's been uh, talk about it, so it could be a ground sharing actually. Um, but yeah, I mean. The stadiums are all well, the bigger ones, so I've been to Osan, now I've been to Chunju, so I'm not particularly rushed to get back, it'd probably go somewhere different, uh, perhaps Pohang, Daegu, yeah, I mean, the much wanted new stadium, have you been there? I actually haven't been to Daegu yet, I'm, right. I'm hoping to get there before the end of the year, but it's looking very unlikely I guess, but um, hopefully I'll get there uh, at some point this year. Um, so, my, my final question, I guess, um, obviously, the trip is done, we're on our way back home, um, some of us are slightly more hungover than others, 
some of us are still drunk <laughs> to be honest um, they, what, what would you say is like for a for a foreigner in Korea what would you say is the the, the high point or the low point of a an away trip I mean you've done a couple now yeah I mean it's hard to see obviously there's, there's not the banter and stuff that we, we expect at home but maybe that's just down to our, our uh, language barriers and stuff like that our inability but it seemed on the bus that the Koreans weren't really speaking much to each other there's headsets on phones on or sleeping kind of thing so um, it's a bit of a low point because you, know, you don't want to make a, a, a big deal of it and have a bit of banter and maybe make new friends whatever um, the high point is obviously the fact that the clubs put on free buses and you know it's, it's a three, three hour journey that is free so you can't argue with that okay yeah and next season would you do one would you go somewhere would you go to like, for example if or even if not would you go to a John Burg or a Pohang or a Osan again I would like to think so yeah okay, okay thank you Joe no worries as always thank you so maybe there was maybe there wasn't an interview with Joe Who's editing? Uh, I'll listen and I'll and I'll upload if it can be edited. If it can as, be broadcast. As I recall, Tom said that he swore quite a lot. That's the third section. That's not getting even listened to. Okay, I'm, I was, I'm not going to go through and like edit out no, all the f no, words. No. So, if if there's anything that that can be broadcastable, it'll be the it'll be the way it'll be either bus journey, and if it's possible, it will have just been played. And if not. You think you could have done that before recording this, <laughs> given that it was two weeks ago? I probably could have done, but I forgot all about it until right now. Um, so we'll see. Maybe maybe it'll be there, maybe it won't be. But the short version is, Sewon FC have blown it uh, after having a fantastic few, kind of six-game run or something. Uh, I was there when it all ended, um, and it's kind of, I think it's gone from bad to worse. So Kwangju way out ahead, right? Uh, well, I mean, I think yeah, but I think they're yeah, beginning to. They be, I mean, Guangzhou are beginning to kind of stutter a little bit of late as well. Um, they lost to Ansan at the weekend, um, but yeah, I mean, I think you're looking at it as being. Uh, I think it's still the like Guangzhou like four points clear at the top, so it's Guangzhou, Pusan, Ansan, and Anyang making up the uh, the playoff spots. And Ansan also in a bit of a bad run. Yeah, Ansan have. Lost, well, sorry, won one of the last four. Um, Ansan have won three in a row. Iran, uh, after winning four in a row, uh, lost and then drew. And Dejan are the laughing stock of Korean football, propping up the table. To, to be under Seoul Elan after the, their like, 17 game run without a win, and Dejan are still below them, is kind of pathetic. So won were beaten uh, John Am at the weekend they were 2-1 up until the 94th minute and then John Am equalised the last kick of the ball which was a bit of a kick in the teeth as well but it does look like the playoff spots are pretty un, uh, unreachable now and, and this year is supposed to be the last the last year that K2 doesn't get relegated right? so we keep hearing so. until it's official I, we don't know but yeah allegedly it's the last so I guess we'll wait and see what happens there but interesting because if that was the case, then Dejan would be in K3. Deep doo-doos. Indeed. Okay, FA Cup is coming up soon. Uh, the week after Chuseok. We got the Chuseok. Uh, it's still got our... What, can you can you 
anticipate any more giant killings, shocks? Not the way they've done it, no. I mean, over two legs, no chance. Um, So the way they've done it is the semi-finals are suddenly uh, (laughs) appearing over two legs, which I'm sure was their idea before they realised that the winner could be ineligible for the ACL. I'm sure it had nothing at all to do with uh, the FC Souls and Sonnams and John Books and all sense of this world all crashing out and the Degas. I'm sure that was not so anything at all to do with KFA's idea. So who have we got playing? Sangju? We have Sangju, who are allegedly not, not allowed to play in ACL. We have Dejan Coriel, who, the, who are their opponents in the semi-final. Yep. Uh, and the other two teams is Suwon Blue Wings versus Wasong. Local derby. Local derby, which I will be at, hopefully, both legs. Both legs. Wasong's a kind of a pain to get to. So I heard. So I heard, yeah. But I'm going to try my best to get there. Um, nice the day after that, actually, the day after that game, I'm, I'm, I'm going down to Yangsan uh, for a business trip. So I'm hoping to get there for that game. We'll see what I can do. Um, Predictions? All, all K1 final? Yeah, I'm going for an all K1 final. Uh, over two legs, cannot see Coriel or Wasong beating the K1 teams over two legs. If it was over one leg, if it was a one-off game, like we saw with Youngju Isotopes, who should have put Blue Wings out that night. Yeah. Uh, if it was over one leg, I would say yes, but over two legs, don't see If it. you say that uh, among those, I don't remember exactly who played, who Coriel and Hwasong played in previous rounds. So Hwasong beat Gyeongnam and Coriel beat Gangwon. And the round before that? The round before that... If, they, um, if they've beaten two K-League K-1 clubs already in previous rounds, can you not say that's as happening over two legs as well? Uh, so in the, before the, the round before the quarterfinals, uh, Coriel beat Eland, which is like at that point it was an absolute gimme. Yeah. Uh, and Hwasong beat Chonan City on penalties. Okay. Then Hwasong beat, as I said, Gyeongnam in Changwon, yeah. whilst uh, Dejan Koryo beat Gangwon at home. Um, but that was the same night, don't forget, that Blue Wings were taken to penalties by Gyeongju, right? So you, you, at one point, there was three giant killings happening, and at that point, the FA Cup would have just been abolished. Could you imagine Sangju, Sangju versus Sangju, Kyung, Sangju, Koryo, Hwasong, Gyeongju. That would have been the four. That would, that would have caused the KFA to, I don't know, like burn the building down. Um, but as it stands, they didn't. And uh, this two-legged affair came from and the, nowhere. Are the, are the legs a week apart or are they a month apart or what? Uh, so the first games are on the 18th of September yep. and the second games are on the 2nd of October. So two weeks apart. Yeah. With the final being played on the 6th of, as it stands right now, on the 6th of November and the 10th of November. And just so you know, if it's a all-K1 affair, Sangju are at home on a Wednesday and Blue Wings are at home on a Sunday. And of course, that was not pre-arranged or set up in any way whatsoever to ensure an ACL competitor. So, you know my opinion on on the constructedness of <laughs> K-League and KFA, but the way this has worked out is pretty... It, it works. Everything is in Blue Wings' favour. So if Blue Wings don't win the FA Cup, it's, there, it's a pretty much travesty in this well, well, everything will depend on the target, right? Yep. Who's been dragging them single-handedly through the season. Yep. 
no football this weekend? None this weekend, there are internationals. Uh, we have two games, right? Uh, yes, for Korea, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. They are at home to Georgia Thursday night. Okay. And not home, they're a, is, uh, I forget where, being played in Turkey perhaps. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, first match of their World Cup qualifying campaign away to Turkmenistan on Tuesday. Next Tuesday? Yes. At home? Uh, in Ashgabat. In Ashgabat? <sighs> I don't think I can get there and back in time for work. Uh, I heard it's pretty difficult to get a visa in Turkmenistan. <laughs> I mean, I will go to that game wh- when it's in Korea, I guess, because I've never seen Turkmenistan. I have. Either the country or the team. I have. So I'll be there for that one. They must have played them in the uh, a- uh, Asian Cup qualifiers or World Cup qualifiers before, because I've definitely seen them. Okay. Uh, you're going to Pyongyang for the, the World Cup qualifier next month? 15th of October, I think. Pyongyang away. Uh, I think potentially both of us might find that impossible. I definitely cannot. Based on what? Based on the opinions of upper management of my company, including myself. So no, there's no way I'm going. We have an unofficial kind of, if you go, you get a little chat. Really? Yeah. You can have a chat with yourself. Yeah, so I need to talk to myself. On the way to the game and on the way back, and then probably issue myself a warning that I would then refuse to accept, <laughs> <laughs> and then I take myself to disciplinary hearing. And then I contact you see if, if you can get me a labour lawyer to defend myself against myself. <laughs> so, with all that said, I probably won't be in Pyongyang for that one. But Korea should qualify fairly easily out of this group, now. Can't imagine they wouldn't. To be honest, they should. Uh, there you go. So the extra is going to be the North Korean national anthem. That's probably illegal to play the North, <laughs> Korea, North Korean national anthem here. So we'll, we'll find something else to the goose steppy. Um, anything else? I mean, protections for Georgia, Turkmenistan. Georgia, no idea. Turkmenistan, obviously, should be a victory. I would say one thing: that Korea, the KFA, do seem to go out of their way to find countries they've never played against before. Georgia's a new opponent for Korea. Okay. I think it's their 117th or 118th. Okay. Out of what, 210 in 210 or so in FIFA, so they're okay. working their way through the list. Maybe they'll get to Scotland eventually. They played Scotland. They Scotland in the Kidding Cup. Got thrashed. Yeah, that would four one. That would happen. That would happen again. Okay, sweet. Okay, anything else for anything else? No. Well, probably, but I'm kind of out of the habit of uh, paying attention to K League news. Okay, so in that case, I guess we'll we'll stick something outroy on the outro. Georgia, Georgia, the whole day through, just an old sweet song, keeps Georgia on my mind. 